take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to Life in Wonderland. Everybody, welcome. Episode 13 of the podcast with my good friend Dana. Hello. Dana B. Uh, my good friend from here at the radio station. And Dana, I wanted to start off with uh, a tweet. Oh, no. A tweet. Ryan, is this going to make me upset? Yes. Is Santa oppressive? Oppressive? Yeah. To who? Women. To women? Because Santa is a man. A white man. No. What? <laughs> Every day you have a new tweet that is just so enraging. I don't know where you find these people. I don't know if you go out seeking these people who get weirdly outraged by the strangest things. I kind of do. Like, I literally <laughs> just follow people on Twitter who are, like, both sensational, like, lefties and then sensational, like, right wing. Doesn't it make you so mad? No, because I do it every day and you see how I laugh. Because it's so fun. I guess. I see your point. And for those who don't know, Dana and I sit together for about 15, 20 minutes before her show. Every morning. And uh, we just discuss things about what's bugging us. Or I wouldn't even say gossiping. Like we'll just see something on the internet and then we'll just chat about it. And then you actually have to go to work. And then I guess so do I. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But it's usually tweets that I find. And there was that girl that we were talking about. Tatiana McGregor, who we cannot decide. No, I'm con- no, she's fake. If she's fake she's or real, she's a troll account. She's a parody account. Has to be. The more I, because I actually went and followed her, because it was like so hilarious. Mm-hmm. The more I read her tweets, they seem to be a little more fictitious. Yeah, and there she's writing a book. She's yeah, I know, and I don't know if that's book? real. And what's the title of the book again? I can't remember. Uh, How to be something... woke or something. I, I have, I have. Yeah, it, it's like, got to be, but it's got to be like a comedy book, you know, like a parody. Do you think so? Uh, it mm-hmm. has to be because some of her tweets are outrageous. The one I wanted to start with is, uh, it was um, some tweet she quote tweeted about a uh, a person basically saying that we need to abolish whiteness in 2019 <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, her quote tweeted it, and I guess the person who tweeted it was colored. So she's like, wow, white people making colored people abolish whiteness. Slavery has never ended. Oh, my God. (laughs) But that's, see, they're so ridiculous to the point that they're actually comical, you know? That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, like, but is she real? No, I I refuse to believe somebody like that is real because I will move to Mars. Here's the tweet. Santa is a symbol of white patriarchy. He enters the home womb, in quotes, via the chimney, quotes, vaginal canal, to deposit his gifts, sperm, quotes. Santa is a rapist. Christmas is violence. What? No, that's not real. (laughs) Like, nobody thinks that way. That was her tweet. Nobody thinks that way and seriously believes what they're saying. Uh, She also has a fun little tweet here. Uh, (laughs) I'm pretty sure this is not real, but it's a graph, a pie graph. That you can see right here. So you see the pie graph. For those who can't see it. Um, It's percentage of babies born in the UK projected in 2019. And it says 87% are trans. So I don't know. Okay. So 87%, keep that number. Yeah. 19 are other kin. So we're already over 100%. Okay. 10% are female, 7% are male, and 32% are non-binary. 
Now, I don't even understand. We got into radio because I didn't do well in math. Yeah. But I can clearly add up. That doesn't make 100%. No, that makes more than that. I think it's 155%. So I don't understand the point of that. So I think it's not real. Mm, yeah. But I like my favorite part is okay, so we're deciding if this person's real or not. And you go through the comments, which I believe we did yesterday, and there are people who agree. Like, that's the crazy part. So people are like, this is so, like, far-fetched. No one would believe this. No one would actually think this. And then you just, like, read through the comments. That's why you can't read through the comments. And then it's, like, people. In 2019, my New Year's resolution is to not read the comments anymore on anything. Because <laughs> they make you so angry. Like, okay, back to the Santa thing, right? Remember I came and we talked about how I saw an article that said Santa is encouraging obesity in children. Remember how I I brought that up? Yeah. Which is absolutely crazy. Well, you know, the guy drinks like 1% milk, which is apparently bad for you. What? What? I thought 1% milk was good. No, no, no. You need fat in milk. That's healthy because when you replace it with water, and it's like sugar, apparently, that they put in milk. I've been drinking 1% milk my whole life. No, no, no. You need full fat milk, apparently. I don't know. I'm I'm not clear on the science. Okay. It switched. Well, I did not know that. To be keto. <laughs> to get in ketosis. Oh, whatever. Anyways, continue. He also eats <laughs> cookies, cookies and all gives night. the carrots to the reindeer. Yeah. Which is awful. But how can he encourage obesity in children? I mean, really think about that. Didn't you want to grow up and be Santa? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, he... I don't want to live in the North Pole. <laughs> he is the idol of which I am going to form my body. No. Like, I'm going to work one day a year, and that is it. It's just things like that, man. Things like that, I just... This, internet access should be restricted, <laughs> you know? It should be. But Dana, censorship, uh, yeah. free speech, you can't... But you can't until you say something that somebody doesn't agree with. Free speech until then, right? And arguably only <laughs> when it's, you know a very conservative right-wing point of view. Like, you could be very controversial. You could say, we need to kill all white people, and you're probably not getting banned from Twitter. Oh, geez, that's horrible, though. Yeah, but, like, that seems to be okay in ways, and I've had this argument with people so many times. Where people defend that statement? Yeah, that, like, you can't be racist or anything to white people, even when you, like, say something like that. That's not like it's okay yeah. because white people are the um the patri- like you know the they're at the top. That, they have I know the that's power. a touchy white subject. Privilege. Yeah. It's a touchy subject, but uh, like I live by, you know, it, anybody of any race can be a dick essentially. Oh, yeah. That's anybody a... of any skin color can be an asshole and that's the end of that. It's true. You know? Towards watch- anybody. So like because it's the holidays as we record this, uh, I've been doing like very minimal work and I was watching <laughs> TED Talks today. And I was watching one, and I should have his name, but he was a black man who went viral for uh, a video about, um, he didn't get into much about it, but I think it was like a white privilege or something. Um, I'll see if I can find it. But anyways, whatever he did, um, he he uh, started to realize, he like I'm going to paraphrase, I should, I, I'm going to post the video on, on the Twitter page, but okay. anyways, he 
went uh, he was talking about the echo chambers we're in and like how the algorithms of the internet only feed us the information that we we want and we seek and anyways so he realized that um I've and yeah and he went and he, he searched white supremacist stuff yeah only. he made like a fake account yes. and he went like quote unquote undercover yes and it was actually like a really good um insight to but like from another point of view so when like when I've you're watched that video I have. Yeah, he's, and it's good because he's talking about like, he's like, once we stop getting away from what our race is, like, and we start considering ourselves as the human race, and this is coming from a, a minority perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should definitely link that video. Yeah, um, I, on your Twitter. I didn't want to do too many TED Talks today because I was, um, you know, un lazy. Un yeah, I didn't want people knowing I wasn't doing any work, but I was just trying to, I was just trying to learn. Yeah. TED Talks, I feel like you could be doing worse. Like, I spent the better part of today watching RuPaul's Drag Race compilation videos. <laughs> Meanwhile, you watch TED Talks and see this is where we differ. Yeah, it was great. So time. his name is Theo E.J. Wilson. Um, and it was only published last year. So it was good. So yeah, I definitely no, want to tweet that out. I don't remember how it ends the video, but I remember watching it and being like, hmm, that was a really good video. Well, he just kind of, I don't want to like spoil it, but like he just talks about different perspectives mm -hmm. and um, how just because we're in our own little echo chamber that we need to seek out other people who we don't agree with or like don't match our own viewpoints. And we talk about this a lot too. And then have the conversation with yeah, them. Yeah, actually, like, and not a yelling match, like an actual... Yeah, like... and it's not behind a computer. It's mm -hmm. not, It's not. you know, through text message or through a phone. It's like you are sitting down and having a face-to-face -face human interaction with somebody who doesn't agree with you. Yeah, but people don't do that anymore. No. He even went to say, he's like, he had some compassion for how people who are white supremacists got to that point. Mm -hmm. Because it's all, and then I start like I was watching so many other videos about evolutionary behavior and and you know how we formulate our ideas from birth to adulthood. Yeah. But like, there's certain ways that they develop these these tendencies in their thinking and their belief system to where they are now, and it's usually not good. Yeah. It's usually not a healthy relationship that they've got to this point. Yeah. Well, something you know, it's usually like a an experience, a negative, traumatic, or something experience yeah. that changes. Or you're like, you know, what your your parents, your parents are. Parents have huge influence. Um, you know, education does a huge injustice. Like I was just talking, I don't, I can't remember because I talked to you about so much now. But like, <laughs> learn talk. Like I, I didn't learn about residential schools in in like when I was growing up. I didn't yeah, learn no, about neither, that till now. No, neither did I. The, act, I think this year is the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah. And the first I ever was like, what happened? And I had to actually look it up myself. Yeah. And uh, they never taught any of that. And I think that happens history. in the States too. Yeah. Like they don't learn that or it's like glossed over or very romanticized about like the civil rights movement mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, slavery and and the abolishment of the indigenous people and just in America. Right. Like yeah. that's all glossed over with. You know the declaration and the founding of their government, and well, that's shame too, right? And it's like you know, yeah, Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks did these like great things for Black rights and the movement, but you forget about all the disgusting, despicable things that happened—the the violence, the yeah. the lynchings, the the you know segregate like all like the slavery. It's like that's all glossed over. It's like yeah, you know about it, but 
you don't but, know how but bad here's it actually what was. was good. Like, here's what happened. Yeah, it's just like, guys, oh, like how great we are. That. Yeah, it's just it cares like, about the past. That happened in where we are now. But I'm such a believer that like you need to fundamentally know about all like the horrible stuff mm-hmm. going on. Well, the, if you make it seem like a secret or like something nobody talks about, you make it seem worse. Even and it was horrible, obviously, but it makes it seem like. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not that it's worse, but that obviously you're still carrying the shame from that. Mm-hmm. And you need to let go of that. And by sharing exactly what happened and the history of things. Yeah. And so that we know we've learned from our mistakes and we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, it, you know, it's like talking about the dirty secrets of like your mental health or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, shameful things maybe you've done in the past or like, you can't have open and honest dialogue and conversation about it without, you know, first admitting the wrongdoing and then, like, actually talking about it and not being naive to the fact that, like, horrible things happened. Yeah. I was having this conversation another day with a, a friend and we were talking about, like, um, the like the violence and rape crisis in, like, India mm-hmm. where, like, you know, like, women, like, can get, like, gang raped on a bus or children and Is stuff that like true? that. Yeah. It's, and it's actually pretty rampant and, like places like india in public yeah in the daylight yeah yeah yeah. like there was a three-month-old baby what yeah yeah yeah. and i know like like that's but people like don't want to talk about that and i know that's triggering to some people who have experienced abuse and violence but like right you didn't even know about that the the media kind of glosses over that because that is a very difficult subject that people do not want to know about they just want to go ah like just go to work. Go, like, got well, my own I stuff. Well, I want to know about it. Research some of it. It's 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 just because like horrific. How is this happening in the, you know, twenty first century? Yeah, I just don't understand how that is happening in a country in a developed country. India, you said. Yeah, um, it's a developed. And country. I haven't looked into my. I like. I remember reading or hearing about like part of it is like there's so many like the male to female ratio is so. Like there's many more men than yeah, there are yeah, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not everyone can find a what like okay. So apparently some men are like like putting Just, themselves out there like that way or or taking it out like you know like I mean I I don't know I'm not there I I haven't even done that much research on yeah. it but I was just kind of getting education like educated on the subject just mm-hmm. a little bit but I remember hearing about the story and that um I'm I really should look it up but. I, I feel like a girl was, like, raped on a bus, and then she got charged. For what? Because <laughs> it's shameful for her to have sex. That might not have been India. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's a story, though. Like, in one... Like in, I wouldn't even know what to search. Like, I'm going to Google right now, and I'm like, I don't even know what to search. It's... it's and it's just one of those things, right? Like, it's it's not a sensational story. It's not a sexy story. It's, like, hard hitting like child abuse same with reason like people don't really talk about sex trafficking and that's like a pretty big subject right now like especially in europe that like women especially have to like look out for um you know there's there's all sorts of like but we really want to focus on like like natural disasters or terrorists or that type of stuff yeah um mass violence because that's gets people talking and that gets people in the comment section. And well, that... it's divisive. Yeah. And it's always something that is very divisive where, you know, you'll have two different people who have two very different points of views. 
and then those people clash in the comments and then that drives views and clicks and it's all about whatever's going to drive clicks yeah clicks, and clicks, get their clicks and get, get their advertising yeah. yeah which is you know you think like a, a thing like cbc which is government funded or mm -hmm. bbc or other state-run media organizations would talk about that a little bit more or go into it more in depth yeah because they're not relying on things like that you would think that yeah but instead we have non-journalists who are just like bloggers or people on twitter who are doing all the research yeah. and and figuring it out right it's it's really bizarre how i mean mainstream media is still very important in certain aspects that but like anyone can be a journalist on twitter Pretty much. I remember yeah. I used to do that actually, and uh, I kind of realized that it's bad. Like, I remember there was the parliament uh, shootings. Yeah. And I was like retweeting things and like tweeting about it. Mm -hmm. No, I wasn't even there. I'm not a journalist. And like, I realized I started like reporting like non Yeah. Or, or like. Just from what you heard from somebody and yeah. thought, oh, I should tweet this out. Or like, you know, a person would tweet out like reports of gunmen on the roof. Yeah, there was a lot. I remember that day. There was a lot of miscommunication with people, and I remember seeing tweets. Mm -hmm. The gunmen's at Rideau Center. You know, there's multiple gunmen. People, they're locking down the malls, and nobody's allowed out. And there's more people injured, but none of it was true. Yeah. So, and that caused like a mass hysteria, right? Like a mm -hmm. mass panic because people yeah. are putting out where it's like, where are they getting this this info? You know? And it's just people on Twitter, just like yeah, like retweeting and like i realized i was doing that and then it's a couple of days after like I, I either read or watched the report that like that happened because so many people were just sharing information that like necessarily wasn't true yeah. was just from random people random facts um you know just trying to be first in the story trying or to trying be first, to be yeah trying, trying to, to be retweets. reliable or something like yeah. and then i like i was like oh should not do that yeah um and you get that night way with anything but like you know, all this to say with all this stuff, like, the internet's messed up. I guess all in general, for as great as it's been. Well, yeah. And look, so we are more connected than we ever have been ever. And yet, we're lonely, you know? Yet, mm -hmm. we suffer from depression at higher rates than we ever have. It's so bizarre how it's, how it was created and then how it evolved and then how it affected our lives not necessarily for the better. A lot of the a lot of ways it's great, mm -hmm. but a lot of ways it's also negative. How how do you find it's positive other than keeping in touch with friends that are maybe gone? So you have an instant connectivity, which I agree is great. Yeah. But like I don't see a lot of positive benefits of like putting like I like putting stuff on Instagram, but what's the? There's not a lot of Are positive benefits. Are you talking benefits. Instagram only? Because Instagram is like its own world. Yeah, it is. Like Instagram is its own beast. I find personally, and but I think it depends what you look for on Instagram. For the most part, I think Instagram's a bit of a cancer. Yeah. But I think if you dive a little deeper, you'll find accounts that are inspiring or people that make you feel good about yourself mm -hmm. or, but most of Instagram is all like, Hey guys, my life is better than yours. Check it out. You know? Yeah. And like most you're comparing yourself to that person. I remember reaching a point where, um, 
<laughs> I was seeing this guy and you know, you, you creep people on Instagram and like, it wasn't serious. I was just checking him out, you know, and I was creeping him on Instagram and I was looking at who he follows and like who he interacts with. And I'm looking at all these accounts and there's all these like Instagram models <laughs> and they're so perfect and they're like half naked all the time and they're beautiful. And I'm like, oh my God, if this is the type of woman this person likes, like I, I don't have a, I don't have a shot. Mm. Like I don't look like that at all but the thing is those women don't look like that at all mm-hmm. you know and I and I remember going through a period where I was like, I was just like depressed when I'd open Instagram like I just felt so shitty about myself all the time because everything was an image of perfect and perfect bodies and faces mm-hmm. and like lives and then I finally got to a point where I realized that it's fake it's not real yeah, all of it's staged yeah it's all staged um do you think that because you looked at like who he interacted with, he followed, like, did that put a negative, have a negative impact on the relationship? Yeah, because I felt, I didn't feel confident around this person anymore. I felt like a, like a lesser being, mm-hmm. you know, for just because of that. And I mean, I never brought it up. It didn't end up going anywhere. Yeah. And I never brought it up. Like, I, how would you ask someone? So I noticed you follow these, a lot of Instagram models on Instagram. Like, why? Yeah. Personally, I don't get why people follow Instagram models unless they're celebrities. You know, like real. I'm talking real celebrities. I don't get it because well, they're not going to engage with you. You're never like they don't really. What do they offer you? I just don't understand. They post pictures of their butt. They're but nice like, to look at. Okay. That's all it is. That's all it is. And I guess if you're being honest, that's all it is. And what can I say to that? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but what would you rather that, you know, a, a person follows? So say your boyfriend follows a bunch of Instagram models mm-hmm. and he likes their pictures and stuff. Would you rather that? Or would you rather he follows a lot of regular people from Ottawa, like girls from Ottawa that are just regular and he likes all their photos? That's a good Right, you probably yeah. go with the models. Yeah, you're right. Because you're because like they're not he has engage no, with him. he has no chance. Right, there. like where if it was like local people, yeah, it would be very much like like if he's following like Jen Seltzer and liking pictures of her butt and commenting like, hmm, oh my god, I love you. The commenting is weird. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is weird because what's the point? Right? Yeah, they're never gonna see it. They're never gonna engage anyway. Then I'd be like, whatever, she's she's Jen Seltzer. Like mm-hmm. nothing ever is gonna happen with that. So. Commenting, I would say, is an issue. If he's commenting on celebrity people, like, I love it, or like, fire emojis. So hot. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> Looking that's, good. That's weird. I don't, yeah. I don't understand that behavior. Well, social media has changed, like, dating as a whole. You, you'll drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. trying to decipher things about somebody based on their social media. Or, or yeah, you're painting a picture based on what their social media yeah. is when... I don't think you should. I don't think, I don't, unless you're like a purely doing like a psychological examination of a character, personality of a person based on their social media, like just don't make assumptions. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I follow a lot of different things. Like I follow some good looking people who just take pictures of their butt. I follow like alt models who have like tattoos and piercings. I want to know who has the good butt pictures. I want to look one up. Oh, oh, what's her name? I couldn't even tell you her name right now. You know why I think it's so weird? Maybe it's because I don't follow any men on Instagram who are like that. Do you know like gym selfies every day and like 
ooh, ladies, look at my abs. <laughs> I don't follow anyone like that. Um, I follow, well, I follow Maybe a that's lot why of I feel like celebrities. Um, as we both are on our phones, like typical. I know. Like some, I don't know. Like even if I like try to look up, there's not many for men that are like buff guys in like provocative poses. I but I think that's just a difference of like our biology. Yeah. You know what? Like men like looking at that stuff. Like sorry, women ladies. do too, though. Oh, here you go. Go look through all of her pictures. Who's this? Christina Ledstrom. They're all the exact same photo, just with different backgrounds. Of her butt. Like, today I'm in the bathroom, today I'm on the beach, today I'm on my couch, today <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to a brick wall. Like, I mean, it is a nice butt, but like, I don't, I, I wouldn't want this on my feed every day. I'd be like, okay, I mean, the same thing every day, but I guess that's the point. Yeah, I mean, and I don't interact, like sometimes it's like, oh, that's a good butt. And but then I follow like motivational people who like work out like hardcore. Who... But I do like her photos don't look photoshopped either, which is nice. They might not. I don't. They're know. not. I don't pay that I many attention. I can see her stretch marks, and I love that. That's great. See. People like normal people Photoshop their butt. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I feel like any. I mean, it's kind of rude to say, and I could be wrong, and I would love to be proven wrong, but like most of the women accounts that have a high amount of followers usually have some sort of bathing suit photos. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not even saying meant to be provocative or sexy, but like, you know, maybe in like not a lot of gym stuff, like just like tight clothing yeah. or pictures of their button workout pants. Well, it's sex sells. How long is sex sold yeah, yeah, yeah. for? Years and years and years and years. And I feel bad, but like, I mean, I don't know. There could be people with a high, like who aren't famous that just are influencers quote unquote you love that word oh my god it makes me laugh <laughs> so much and like listen anyway i get it do your thing and if that's how you want to like you know i'm trying to start a podcast and like that's my content and that's what i want to do what to you try don't to do know things. is ryan isn't wearing pants and that's what's gonna sell this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i've always thought about posting like a picture like doing those like bros being basic yeah, pictures. Yeah, great account. <laughs> would love to do that. Yeah, just pull up my underwear through my ass and be like, "You should." <laughs> like, what do you guys think of the moon? Like, that's... it's so weird, right? Like, oh, that's my favorite part when a girl posts like super like half naked photo of her cleavage or her butt, and it's like, great, like you know, you do you, but then don't caption it with like a you know, don't don't post that on like a day where something tragic happened like 9-11 and say like last oh. we forget you know because people do that yeah did you we went through that account too way eh? where yeah. it was um or maybe i tweeted out something or i don't remember how it came up but yeah like people on tragedies being like like and like naked being like reflecting on everyone who just died or the woman the girl who looked out in the in the field and she was naked from behind and she's looking out at a man, and the man's picking, like, something from the field. He's picking vegetables or something. And she's, like, reflecting on how my life is so much different from the man in the fields. And it's, like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> what are you talking about? Why? What? Yeah, it's 
hey, guys, here's a picture of my ass will suffice. Which is fine. Like, like just be straight up about it. Be- Why does it have to be, hey, guys, I just wanted to know um, how your day is going. I had a wonderful weekend. What did you get up to this weekend? Yeah. Like, nobody cares. Just pick your caption, make it short But and do sweet. people care? Because obviously it's working. Do they care about the caption? I don't know. They care about the photo. But how does like an influencer get influence though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how does it go from just taking pictures of my butt to like a million followers and I can influence people's marketing decision? Well, you got to be, I feel like you have to be better than just taking photos. You have to do something else. There has to be something else. An Instagram story. Hey guys, like, well, like look at someone like Jen Selter. I don't even know who started that is. as like she's famous for her butt on Instagram. Really? Look her up. She's got hold on. Let me let me look her up. How many followers is she at now? I used to follow her and then I unfollowed her. I used to follow her for her workouts. Jen Selter, twelve point six million followers. And as far as I know, she wasn't really anybody before Instagram. Don't quote me on that. I'm just saying that because I didn't know who she was. But she posted, um, she got into like the fitness game. You know, she had products. Mm -hmm. She had endorsements. She did workouts. She had an app where she'll actually train you, you know? Someone like that. That's why she has so many followers because she is more than just butt pictures. Yeah. So if like you want this butt, here is ways to get there. Yeah. Like she she has an empire. Someone like Summer Rae. Summer Rae on Instagram is a big one too. So she's using something already to promote her business, which I get. Yeah, and if you look up Summer Rae, she's beating her now. 19.6 million followers. She's 22. How do you spell that? Um, S-O-M-M-E-R. Friggin' hippies. Spell Summer right. And I remember first seeing her on Instagram. She didn't have that many followers. Well, she had a lot, but not 19 million. And now she's got a shop. She's got products. Like, they turn Mm. that into an empire, and that's when they get really big. So it just starts as, like, here's pictures of my butt or of my body. My body, and I'm into fitness, and I work out, and I'm healthy, and I'm this, and I'm that. And then it takes over 25. That's crazy. Or you got the beauty influencer world, which is huge. So. And you're good at makeup. And if you're good at makeup. There's money to be made there, too. Do you think influencing influencers only works on women? I think it's skewed. You mean, like... Not being an influencer, but, like... Targeting women. You know, you don't see a lot of influencers, like, promoting or products that are traditionally or, yeah, targeted towards men. I think it's probably skewed more female, for sure. Because you look at all the viral ones, like um, like the Fit Tees and the Sugar Bear Hair. I mean, those are definitely targeted towards mm-hmm. women. Then again, I'm not a man, so I can't say, well, I saw one for a man. Because I'm probably not going to see one that's targeted um, to a man. <laughs> I don't see a lot of products for men that get, that get promoted. I mean, there's sometimes there's like, a, like Dollar Shave Club comes up. But, like, I don't really see, and I don't see a lot of, I don't follow a lot of male influencers. Like, I don't even. Neither 
July, so I can't. Yeah. I can't say, but I would imagine it's more skewed to women. Do you think that's because like, young women are more impressionable? They're easier to convince or influence? Well, I think if like young women on Instagram are probably more susceptible to be like, "Ooh, well they have it. I'm gonna try it out. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that. I want that on my Instagram." You know, I think that we're more likely. Why do you like? Do you have any like inclination why you think that is? Like as a woman or as like a young woman, you know, know. thinking back to your mindset, like why, why is it easier for, I mean, even advertising in the commercial world always targets women. It's always women. You're right. And I know traditionally they said because women hold the buying power in the family. Like they're the ones who decides what the money is, goes. Right. But I mean, if you don't have a family, like if you're a single woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think, yeah, like makeup, uh, even gym stuff. Like not a lot of men are just going to be like, I'm just going to get comfy shoes and put on a raggedy old T-shirt. Like I don't see a lot of men being like, I need like these $200 pants just to go get sweaty in. There definitely are men like that. But I don't know. I think they're they're less common. Why? I don't really know. I don't know the psychology behind that (sighs) or why it might be. I mean, you don't have a psychology... Your job is to to influence and examine the human social interactions. Like, I mean, generally speaking, that's kind of your job. Is it? I don't know. Do you not think so? No, really? I don't know. You're making my job sound way more important than but it is. But think about it. Your job <laughs> is to yeah, to to entertain, but how do you entertain? It's being relatable Mm -hmm. it's understanding what people are going to gravitate towards Mm to to, or you know in a way you in a way you're an influencer just not on instagram i am a young woman so it's as you can talk about yourself only 30 okay i i feel like yeah i'm picking out topics well i'd want to hear about that so i'm gonna talk about that Mm -hmm. is that the same for all women Mm, probably not maybe not you're right everyone is an individual Mm -hmm. but i guess the the thought is if I'm a young woman and I'm interested in hearing about it, chances are there are other young women who are listening that are like, oh, hmm, interesting or mm-hmm. haha, funny. So I can't say because I'm just picking out stuff that I think is interesting. Have you <laughs> ever been have you ever been influenced from an Instagram thing or to go buy something? When it started, like when it first started getting big and it wasn't off Instagram, it was off YouTube. It was like affiliate codes is what they call them. Mm. Um, so you'd get like a percent off, like use my code, yeah, Jack Attack for ten percent off. Sorry, I'm using Jacqueline Hill because she's like the queen of affiliate <laughs> codes. Um, so I've used one then for like lipstick and beauty products because it was really big on um, beauty YouTube, like YouTube gurus, beauty gurus. So I think I used it once ever, and I got like fifteen percent off, like some lipsticks. And I didn't like them. <laughs> oh. But I mean, that was the last time I ever used one. And that was like at least six years ago. So I, yeah, I can honestly say I've never. Like, been... I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't see an ad for like, you know, like sugar bear hair when that was really big because the Kardashians pushed it. I don't even know what that is. It's like a gummies. So they're bear gummies, gummy bears. And they have vitamins like folate and B12 and all the B vitamins that help grow your hair. And your nails and make them strong. Just take a multivitamin. Just take a vitamin, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the drugstore and they sell vitamins. Um, 
but when that was really big, I was like, ooh, I wonder if it works. And I thought about it, but then I was like, nah. I didn't. Apparently most of, like, I don't know, most of the vitamins anyway. Like, most of that stuff is really gimmicky. Yeah. Like, vitamins, like, you pretty much get it from a daily nutrition. Yeah. I used to take a multivitamin every day, and my doctor said, don't bother. It's useless. It's a waste of your money. So I said, oh, okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> so only I stopped. You have, like, deficiencies. Yeah. I mean, I still take one. I but... only take a B12 because I have a B12 deficiency, but that's it. Yeah. Um, but most of the stuff, like, that's promoted right now is... It's always like gimmicky, weird products that are like different, that aren't in yeah malls or stores almost. Like I, it, I can't believe I didn't even bring this up though, the whole Jamila Al Jamil thing. Jamila Jamil. Who that? Al Jamil. Um, Jamila Jamil. She is from or Jamila, I should say. She is from the Good Place. Do you know the Good Place? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never Kristen seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, great show! You should watch if On you're not Global watching TV. it. Um, it's on Netflix, season one and two right now. Dana. You can binge them. <laughs> so good. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Anyway, so she's on that show, and she plays um, one of the characters on the show, and she has, like, a body positivity movement on Instagram and on Twitter, and she, like, went for all the celebrities that promote, like, all that fit tea mm, and all that stuff that yeah, makes I you this. guys i lost 10 pounds in a week thanks to this tea and it's like seriously first of all if you lost 10 pounds in a week you probably have food poisoning yeah like that would make <laughs> like, you shit like second of all no not no product on the planet is gonna get you to lose 10 pounds in a week there's no miracle product right mm -hmm. so she went for all the celebrities cardi b gazelia um Chloe Kardashian, Amber Rose, you know, that type of celebrity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she called them out and said, you know, give us the, don't give us the discount codes to your, your bullshit tea. Give us the discount codes to your plastic surgeons and your Photoshoppers and, you know, the filters that you used mm. and all that. And yeah, your uh, physical trainers and your dietitian and your personal chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so if you want someone to follow, that's super like positive and like sheds light on that stuff and how they manipulate images mm -hmm. in the media. Um, she's really good for that. Interesting. So she calls that bullshit all, all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. She calls that out all the time, but this she calls is, uh... out Photoshop and, and everything. And there's one she actually just posted. It's like an app where you can change your face. It's kind of like Facetune or mm -hmm. one of those. And the person in the photo goes from one person to a completely different person. <laughs> She's like, hey, download this app if you want to fucking hate your actual face <laughs> once you're done with it. And it's so true. Oh, anyway. It's, it's funny because I think almost everybody, unless you're a complete narcissist, like has some sort of issue with their their being. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I love the whole self-love um, empowerment, attitude, and movement that like a large proportion of society is starting to take. But like, advertising forever has been playing on people's insecurities. Mm, for sure. Um, you know, like people always laugh that I always take a picture from my nose yeah. up and just Classic do my forehead. Ryan. It's because I don't like the way my mouth and chin look in pictures. Which to me is crazy because you posted a picture. I don't know, over the holidays, you're with two kids. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. your brothers. And sisters. sisters, yeah. And you're smiling, and I'm like, that is such a good photo. Oh, 
like I just I don't see, like it. It's like we're we are so critical of ourselves. Yeah. You know what I've always wanted? I've always wanted to see myself from the eyes of somebody else. Yeah. But not through a video because it's still not the same thing. Like literally in person through the eyes of mm-hmm. someone else. That's something we'll never be able to do. There was a, a great tweet that like um, I think it was something like nobody sees you the same as you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like everybody in this entire world has a different perception of who you are, whether it's drastic or it's, yeah. you know, microscopic like. You know, that's why some people fall in love with you and other people totally hate you. And yeah. the way people see you is just, it's its always different depending on who the, that person is and yeah. what their experience and what their views and everything that makes that other person a person mm-hmm. affects how they see you, which is totally crazy. It but is. I know when I look in the mirror, like, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, same. Like, I'm, like, picking stuff out. Like, yeah. You had a great video, though. Um, You posted that a couple weeks ago now mm-hmm. where you, like, kind of like went had into a, that had a little bit of a re- revelation yeah but i still like i'm not you know i'm still not there where i look in the mirror and be like i love myself i still pick out those flaws like i don't know if that'll ever change mm-hmm. i think there's a healthy way though to not be like that uh like to have that be okay you know what i mean where like you can still love yourself but still also critical yeah because i think if you're not critical of yourself whether it's your some i mean being critical on things that you can't change is definitely difficult but like being critical of yourself always sparks improvement and making yourself a better human whether that's i don't like that i have this flab on my stomach so i'm gonna go to the gym and work harder or i'm not gonna have that extra slice of pizza Mm -hmm. or I think it's important to have a little bit of both. But, like, to look in the mirror and say, oh, my God, my lips are so thin. You know, I wish I had bigger lips. I wish I had lips like the girls on social media. Mm-hmm. And like, you, That's something you can change with plastic surgery. But should you? No, probably not. Unless, you know, you're really good. it's really going to make you happy. That's going to make you a happier person. And then you're going to look in the mirror and be like, now that's what I wanted. Yeah. Or you're going to look in the mirror and be like, but I'm still unhappy. Yeah. You know, or it starts with the lips and then you're like, ah, but my eyes and yeah, um, I've never really had that thought like, oh, if I just change this, it would be better. My face. Yeah. Um, I know for the longest time I never wanted to have red hair. Really? Yeah. When I was growing up. It's so unique though. Yeah. No, I hated it. I I didn't want that. Yeah. Um, I didn't want that for myself. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of the times I'm like, I want to change my appearance to quote unquote, what's considered Attractive, attractive in society, right? Yeah. Six foot two, dark hair, strong jawline. Um, what like you know? Yeah. What society puts pressure on what men should look like, mm-hmm. and whether women like to admit it or not, that they put pressure on. Do you think that there's um, as much pressure on men, or as much out there in the media to make men? feel bad about their insecurities as there are for women? I think in general, society puts the same amount of pressure, but men aren't as critical on themselves as the women are. Yeah. So I think there's the same amount of pressure, but women feel that pressure. Like a little harder. Yes, than, than men would. A lot of men just don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah. But I can tell you a lot of men do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and whether it's society or or women, right? Like big thing now is like you have to be tall. Women want tall guys, and that's hot. So, yeah, I've done stupid shit for six four. Yeah, yeah, that's true. and like men are like, oh well, fuck, I'm five eight, like. I'm screwed. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, with our bodies, like you want big, strong shoulders and arms and a big, muscular back and that V-line pelvic bone going through. Um, you know, that's a big one. Um, you know, a big dick. <laughs> Sorry to say. Throw that out there. But you see that. On a huge dick. You see that a lot. That big dick energy. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, you know, women put a lot of pressure on that. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of women do because like, I've actually like never had an issue to my face and maybe behind my back. I don't know. But how often do you see, well, you know, a girl talking about her ex-boyfriend, he had a small dick. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And that's like one of like the biggest insecurities for men, even to other men. Yeah. You know, like there's a big pressure to have like a nice big package. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, you want to be you have the perfect facial hair. You want to like, you don't want to be balding or you like, there's, there I mean, is. That's a big insecurity for men, eh? Losing your hair. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm losing it right now. And I'm super insecure about Are you? it. Yeah. And people point it out all the time. Really? And I'm like, thank you. Why I know. Why do people point it out? Exactly. Like, you know, if that's happening yeah, to you. Because they think it's funny, it's, which I mean, jokingly, ha ha ha. But like, no, that is something I'm actually super insecure yeah. about that. I have like, I'm right here and right here, especially it's like very much thinning. Yeah. That's why I ch even changed my haircut. Oh really? To try to make it thicker. So it masks it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely that. And like, you know, nice expensive suits. And I think influence of money too. Like, you know, you have one side of society and women saying, you know, we want equality and we want like, you know, equal pay and we want all this stuff, mm -hmm. which is great. But then you also have a very other large proportion where men still need to pay on the first date. Uh, I want to be treated by my man. Oh, he has a nice suit, a nice watch, nice shoes, and a nice car. Oh, yeah, like, he's hot. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, okay. I know there what you There is mean. still a huge double standard with that type of stuff. There is, but I think that it's okay to want those things. I think that it's okay to want somebody who you feel is financially stable for your future. Which is, yeah. I think that's, and I think it's okay to want a man to pay on the first date. Well, you can want a man of anything you want. Like, that's the beauty of people. Like, if you <laughs> want somebody, don't let society tell you it's shallow or not. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong or it's right, but, like, that's definitely a pressure. Yeah. And, like, for someone like me who doesn't make a lot of money, when a girl wants me to pay on the first date, like, no. Want a McDonald's. <laughs> well, I'll, no, I'll split it with you. <laughs> also, I don't know if I'm going to like you, so I'm not paying for your meal. Really? You don't pay on the first date? No. Mm. I don't have enough money. Also, I know some women also just do that for free meals, and they joke about it. I've never met anybody. I've heard of people doing this. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never met anyone who actually is like on Tinder or on your dating apps and picking out first dates I mean, just I'm sure to go it's for not, dinner. I'm sure it's not a, like a, a large population of people actually dating, but there are people who do that. That's crazy. And I don't want to be like... I don't want to do that. I've, I don't want to waste. That's just a waste of everybody's time. I don't like that idea. I don't yeah. Like that. But some, I mean, some people are awful and it goes both ways. Like, and I understand like there's pressures on everyone, but like to mm -hmm. say like to, to say men have it totally easy is naive and ignorant to say that they, um, like other genders or or people of other whatever like have it harder it's still fair to say i get that mm -hmm. like yeah there are much more limiting factors so that's fair to say mm -hmm. but to say that 
straight white men have white privilege and it's everything's easy. Just coaster life. It's a yeah. it's a it's a lie and it's ignorant and short has short issues. views. Everybody has their issues. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't always why we need to have like a competition like who has it worse like the new game show like who has it worse today yeah. is it the straight white male who hates his life and was abused by his parents but he is straight and white <laughs> so who or cares? is it the black female who has a strong upbringing in her PhD but she is black like who yeah. has it worse yeah like. Uh, I I don't subscribe to basing anyone on their class, gender, race. Like I judge you by your character yeah. and your experience in life. Mm-hmm. No matter where you're from, yeah. what you are. Like not everybody is made like you, Ryan. Though <laughs> it's so hard for me to understand why you you can't just think of in terms of that viewpoint. I know, I know, and it's just like how it's hard to understand how people have certain views, like how people get so offended over the most minute things. And then you're like, how do these people exist on the same planet that I am on? Mm-hmm. When like, you know, you just let things go or let things roll off your back or, you're, you know, you learn to take a joke and it's just life is so much better. That's, yeah, that's the big, like. <laughs> you know, it's just so weird that there are people like that out there that are just, ugh, insufferable. Well, we started off the podcast talking about like that. Uh, but all like, comes full circle. I try to think of it in terms of like they either have an experience or they they think like i try to understand them and like not jump too closely to it Mm -hmm. to be like you're an awful person because that would be hypocritical of me you know basing the same opinion off someone who's maybe a little more right wing with other side of the views right like i don't want to just be like you're a horrible person you're racist you're sexist you're this you're that and just lumping them into this box because of this one thing they said okay Mm -hmm. so unfortunately with like the twitter trolls it gets hard to get a encompassing view of who they are and what they represent and you know why they think the way they do so are they super against um you know uh the the, they're totally for the me too movement and against Mm -hmm. rape which everyone should be so that's fine but like because they were a victim like they were victims of sexualization and and sexual assault and like that's why they Sit there. I put the perspective in, like, so I'm really passionate about mental health. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of stuff about mental health. Yeah. So someone might view that as me being like, oh, like he's radical because he's all about mental health reform and blah, 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 blah. So I try to, like, keep that mindset when I'm examining people. Like, I can still think to myself, kinda like, like, from their shoes, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. Um, okay. So why are they treating this way? Like, where, where my, where I stop is, okay, are you being aggressive? Are you being violent? Are you, like, totally dismissing other people, Dis- yeah. bullying? You know, it's like, it's that type of stuff where I'm like, you don't have any credibility towards me. Can I tell you about that, the listener who complained on Twitter a couple of years ago that I was talking about stalking? Did I ever tell you that mm, I don't know. So um, I read this article about stalking your date on social media or Googling them before you oh, I know actually who this meet person up with was. them. Hmm? I know who this person was. You yeah, did, on Twitter. Yeah. So I did tell you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Continue. Um, so I did a bit on the air about, you know, did you ever stalk somebody on social media before you went on a date? Did you find something, you know, that made you cancel or like that was a red flag to you or something like that? And I don't know, I guess it was the wrong choice of words to say stalk. I should have said creeped or something like that. Viewed. 
Or, yeah, just searched them. <laughs> anyway, so this person took offense that I was talking about stalking on the radio. Okay, how dare I talk about stalking somebody? When I was clearly talking about, yeah, I said stalking, but I'm you're surveying somebody's social media before you meet with them to kind of comfort you a little. You mm-hmm. make sure they're a real person. They don't have a criminal record. You know, you can yeah. check things out. And I guess they took it in such a horrible way that I'm talking about somebody physically stalking someone. And I guess they had been stalked and had been, you know, mm-hmm. traumatized by that. And they tweeted, wow, what a lovely way to start off my morning at Jump Ottawa is talking about stalking. How disrespectful and disgusting. And I was like, whoa, like that came out of left field. Like I wasn't even thinking about that. So I tweeted back to them and I was like, sorry if I offended you. I'm talking about, you know, you when you stalk someone and I was still sticking with the word stalk mm-hmm. and I should have changed it, but it didn't click for me. Yeah. It's talking to someone on social media, you know, before you go on a date with them. Nah, 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 nah. And then they just came back at it and hit again, anger, aggressiveness. Yeah. No, like willingness to see like where I was, what I was really talking about. Yeah. I wasn't talking about stalking. I was talking about creeping, I guess you could call it if you need a different word that's not stalking. Yeah. Anyway, they were having none of it, having none of it. So I got really sarcastic and snarky mm-hmm. and just basically brushed them off. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like that either. I wonder if they listen still. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that person in particular, I'm not going to point it out on on here, but they they are the type of people where I dismiss because they are very much like that. They push where, their views and their views only, and, and they're not open to anyone else's Yeah, and views. They're, they use bullying and aggressive tactics. Like mm-hmm. They use the tactics that they hate when men use. Mm-hmm. Um, on other people to push their own viewpoint, mm-hmm. and they're yeah they're very aggressive, and they're not interested. They're not engaging to have a debate or a conversation. They're engaging for you to know they are right. Yeah, and they're there to win, and yeah. like that's all they're that's all they care about. They just want I am and winning. they want you to get angry, so you tweet them, and then they can quote retweet to their yes. followers, yeah. and then their followers can go after you. Yeah, that's what we call yeah. virtue signaling. Yeah. What is that? Virtue signaling. I've never heard of that. No? That's, that's, so that's a it's, term. Yeah, it's like uh, you, you're you doing something to like be basically be like, everyone look at me doing something good. Mm-hmm. So like the quote, like that quote tweeting, like, you know, like not having a PM or, or posting like a picture of DMs or something. Yeah. It's like, look at everybody. I'm on my white stallion taking out the patriarchy. Uh, okay. Um, and... Everyone congratulate me for being such a good person and yeah. fighting evil today. Okay. Right? So they're like, great, good on you. We need to all band together and take this down. Like people yeah. people are like like that are not doing it because they actually care. They might care a little bit, but like they are not attacking you because they're trying to break down the system or open a open dialogue and make things better. They're doing it for their own personal self gratification. Mm-hmm. To be like I'm a good person today. Yeah. I did a good thing. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's basic. And that's like what a lot of the left does right now. Right. It's look at me, look at me. I'm so great. And yeah. like, it's, I it's, stand for this and yeah. I will go after this. It's like, uh, I'm not going to donate to this charity, but I'm, I'm going to either post a picture of me to show my support or I'm just going to retweet it. And like, look, I did something. Yeah. You know, like it, no, 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 no. Like, you're supposed to do that because you you need to donate. Mm-hmm. You need money. That's yeah. why we're doing this. But they're like, 
I'm not gonna like donate, but like, look, I'm wearing a pink bracelet to support breast cancer. Everyone support breast cancer. Yeah. And you're like, oh look, I have a million likes on my breast cancer post. I'm so great. <laughs> I'm such a good person. A million likes. Wow. Right? Yeah, but like that's that, like, that's what people do now. So like, if I'm, you know, when I posted about Humboldt, I actually donated. When I, like, if I'm going to post about a charity initiative, I make damn sure I donate so I'm not mm-hmm. a hypocrite. Yeah. Being like, look at me. Yeah. And I mean, even doing it and donating, it's still a bit of virtual signaling. It's still like, hey, everybody, look, I'm a good person. I'm doing something bit, good. A little bit, because it's like, why can't you donate and just not say anything Exactly. About it? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm guilty of that, and I, I can admit that. But I think in today's age, like, a lot of people are. And I think that it encourages others. I do. I really think that yeah, that I helps agree. encourage others to do the same thing and go donate. Yeah. And if it takes people trying to get their 15 minutes of fame just by donating, then whatever. At least they donated. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So So you got to take some good with the bad. Yeah. And, I, and I get it. Like, yeah, you can just donate and be silent. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially for mental. Like, maybe the humble thing was a little different because it was so wide known. But, yeah. like. Mental health is, you know, people should be donating more or, you know, another cause that people really care about, whatever yeah. it is, whatever that is, Parkinson's, ALS, uh, Alzheimer's, whatever's close mm-hmm. to your heart. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind when people post about that. I don't mind even when people post content because it's just like, you know what, like maybe you're just trying to do your thing mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, question, because I want to go back to that tweet. And this is like a moral dilemma that I think about quite often. It's like. Who has the onus on, on you know, the interpretation of words? Because right now, words are under attack. They're always hyper-analyzed, and, and people pay very close attention to what you say and how yeah. you say it. So you so use like the word stalked. So like how I use stalked, right? right? Yeah. You use it because with your friends, you could just be like, let's stalk them. And like, it's like, right. ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, you know, so who, who has the onus of it? Is it up to you? To make sure that you're phrasing everything super correctly, that, you know, everything is clear and concise and that it's not open for interpretation. Or is it up to the person who is listening, like, to interpret it in a way, right? So my view is no matter what you say, it's going to come out in different ways to different people. Yeah, Again, to how they grew up, their perception, just their mood that day. But that means that the writer of whatever it is, it's impossible for them to write it correctly in a sense that everyone's going to take it the same way. It's impossible. It's impossible. So, so it's, it's on the reader. Yeah. Or the it listener. Has to be on, or, or the listener the viewer. or the viewer or yeah. whatever, uh, whatever kind of medium you're mm-hmm. consuming. Um, but it has to be because how can one person writing something have responsibility over the views of seven different people who all take one sentence in yeah. a different way? You can't. It's yeah. not fair. I mean, even our conversation, I think, has been totally fine. Somebody could think that I'm racist because I said that, like... Well, they could think you're against women because, you know... Yeah, exactly. But, like, clearly I'm not. No. And I've done many things to demonstrate that. But it doesn't matter to those people. It's just, like, they heard that one thing and they're like, yeah. he's a racist women hater. Yeah. And you're like, mm, no. But, like, I think that's one of, like, the biggest things like everyone's gonna have to deal with uh in the next couple of years is as the internet keeps progressing with social media and people are putting out podcasts and videos and social media and you know like everyone's looking for something to be offended by or Mm -hmm. to pick apart 
or to analyze and and misinterpret or take out of context yeah. whatever it is people are that's are the biggest thing right now looking yeah. for it it's the biggest trend is to be upset about something yeah like look at the baby it's cold outside thing i did not i i swear it was fabricated it was fabricated by the media it had to have been because mm-hmm. i don't i did not see a single like tweet or a single comment or a message of somebody being like this song is offensive it needs to Come off of the radio. Mm-hmm. Like I never saw anything. First, it was just one station saying they were moving it, and then another, then another, then then all the radio stations. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like what? And there were more people who were upset that they removed it than there were people who were upset. Yeah. That. And they like, were I mean, it. technically, that came from one person complaining. Yeah. One person made a phone call and said, yeah. "I don't want you to play the song." Yeah. And that's what happened. That that's how it works. The weight of one person. One which, person can change anything. Which is crazy. It is crazy. You can't you can't base any decision off one thing, one opinion. But everyone seems to think you can. And I think that, you know, it's one of the reasons why it blew up and why other radio stations followed suit because they think the controversy of this is a good thing for them. Yeah, because you had talked about... for their business because people are going to talk about yeah. it. Because... There's more, um, oh, how do I say this? People are even more interested now than ever of being outraged by somebody who's outraged by something stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look at you. You seek this shit out, yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. You seek it out so you can have a laugh because somebody is outraged yeah, by something ridiculous. It's true. Like People actually enjoy doing this now because there are that many people. Who are outraged by ridiculous things. Well, people make a fake Twitter account, like basically going the most outrageous things just so people can have a laugh. Yeah. As a parody. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I tweeted out today, like 2019, let's stop making hot Twitter takes or like, because it happens a lot. Like one person tweeted about um, that Beyonce thing. Do you remember that when she, like, Ed oh, Sheeran the was edge, in the club. Oh my God, don't get me started. One. Don't get me started. I mean, there was one tweet, really, that made it big. Yeah. And like, so that's one person with one opinion. Everyone jumps over it. Internet outraged about that okay. thing. So like, maybe the internet wasn't outraged. Yeah. Maybe it was one person and then like, the internet runs with it. Yeah. Right? Because it's, Well, that's what that's happens. People are so attracted to these things now. These things were, you can't even understand how is somebody thinking this way? Yeah. And- how is somebody feeling this way about Beyonce and Ed Sheeran? Like, I don't understand. You're attracted to these stories now, I feel like. And it's these garbage content companies that keep pumping it out. Yeah. BuzzFeed, Mashable, Variety, like just like these these phony Ugh, tab tabloid, like like with these buzz like catchphrases in their headlines like like, internet like the internet was shook after this picture everyone's like oh i want to be shook honey i'm gagging yeah like Uh. but it was like it was one tweet that really said it like maybe other accounts did but one person tweeted out yeah blah 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 and like someone saw it and like ran with it yeah and then like everyone else runs with it once one person makes the story and they see engagement. Yeah, every Everybody's news outlet ever yeah. jumps on that because they want a piece of that advertising pie. Yeah, of what's outrageous. And I mean, we're guilty of it being in the media. Like, yeah, for sure. We're gonna talk about it because people are talking about it, mm-hmm. and it just becomes this like sick cycle of everybody regurgitating this like garbage 
news where, yeah. again, people are being raped in India. There is a genocide massacring in Yemen right now. You hear about that in the news? No. Like, there's actually disgusting crises going on in this world, but we're talking about baby, it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. And I hate to be that person because you see that person in the comments. Why is this Why news? Is this? Oh my Must God, I hate that. No, day. don't. I hate that. Yeah. I actually hate that. So I'm not doing that. <laughs> but in reality, like, I don't care. Like, let's talk about something that's like actually meaningful to mm -hmm. people. Yeah. But like that doesn't grab that just doesn't grab the attention of people. No, it doesn't. It's sad. So in a way, I mean, we encourage mainstream media, like as a society, to continue their ways, right? Yeah. Because this is we're what all, we engage with. We're all in this together. Yeah. I mean, we're all guilty. Yeah. Whether you're left, like who, no matter who you are, we're all part of this society that we and we have created yeah. and we let happen. Yeah. Like it'd be really simple. We don't want things like this anymore. Don't click on the articles. Yeah, it's true. But everyone don't has to do clicks. it. Yeah. And, and like that just won't happen. No. And I feel like the younger generation who are just growing up in this, like it's only going to get worse. I wonder how it's going to be in like 10, 15, 20 years. You know, it's going to be the same as today. Like how can it change even? I think I don't know. I truly believe that, like, we're going to become more censored. Even more than we are now? Where, like, there'll be, yeah, even more impl implications for things that we do or say. Like, like it's, already it's pretty bad, bad now. Like, uh, I mean. I could already theoretically be fired for something I say on this podcast totally outside of work or something I tweet outside of my home or something I do not at work. That's scary. Like, I could lose everything. It's just like the Kevin Hart thing that happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, where he the Oscars like thing. took around, took I off mean, the Oscars. I mean, or James Gunn getting fired. Which one's that? James Gunn. He had the really weird tweets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were jokes. He was trying to be funny. They came off as super creepy and like, yeah, you know, jokes about kids and like it was just weird. Bad jokes. Bad bad jokes. And like he apologized for them years, years mm -hmm. and years ago. And then somebody just just brings it up and then all of a sudden Disney's like, oh, we should fire him. Yeah. Like, he did your first movie? Or well, your yeah. first two movies? Like, what? Even Roseanne or... What's the deal here? Because you already you already knew those tweets were there. Yeah. You already knew about them. Because a company has to... Right? Because that's like... the out, Like, that's outrage culture. It's ban. It's like, we need to ban this because this is something... This is not... So this is not a safe space. It's so nuts to me. Like, go go read about some of the stuff going on at universities in the states with like mm -hmm. safe spaces and all this stuff. Like people trying to like ban speeches and lectures and and like comedians and performances and movies and like like ban. Like that's the thing. It's like we don't like it. Ban it. Ban everything. Yeah. Anything I don't agree with. Right. We were talking about this yesterday with. Uh, the Bird Box movie and uh, how it was stigmatizing to mental health and yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. That it's was like, on Mashable. Yeah. Thanks, Mashable. <laughs> when are we going to come to a point where, <laughs> you know, we can't watch uh, movies? Like, we can't watch Shawshank Redemption, which is arguably one of the best movies ever made because yeah. there's a rape scene. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, movies that portray... Violence or killing or yeah. anything that's illegal. <laughs> Drug use. I mean, there's anything. There's pretty profound movies with like rape scenes. Yeah. Um, I believe, uh, or is it a violent scene like uh, the Color Purple? Have you seen that movie? I've never seen it. Um, I think either Oprah's character gets beaten or raped. It's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. But like, 
again, like that's that's part of art. Art is an yeah. expression of of one's view of society, and you know what, the shit happens, and it's it's part of the art. Like we can't. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. If you don't like the song, just don't listen to it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to ban it just because someone's coming to give a political talk at a university. Don't go. Yeah. People are allowed to think differently of you as long as they're not getting up being like, kill all, you know, X people. Yeah. Or maybe go. Maybe go and see a different view. Yeah. I actually think that would be great for people. Or like, see something different that opposes you that makes you think you know like go i love doing that it's it's so stimulating being like okay i don't agree with that but like okay i kind of see that i see that viewpoint where they're coming from i understand why they think this way i don't agree with it but i understand why you're like oh you're they push that view why did twitter say you're a monster like clearly you're like a pretty decent person you're just you maybe have stronger viewpoints on something but like people like protesting outside with their signs or like you can't be in my safe space or like like it's you know we we're we're coddling these these people and creating yeah. this victim culture yeah that's and true. i don't think that's empowering at all for anybody you know no. like i don't know about you but i don't want to be like the victim where i'm just constantly being like i'm a victim You're of something constantly sheltered from yeah. these things that are a reality like Welcome to the real world where you're going to have to face challenges and adversity. Yeah. You think the student loan people are going to be like, oh, like, you don't have to pay back your loan. I can't afford my loan. Yeah. No, they don't care. You don't want to pay your bills. You want to be in your safe space where you don't have bills. Like, no. It doesn't exist. You got to pay it. I wish it did. Oh, I can't pay rent this month because I'm actually really stressed with finals and I have an exam and it's on the same day as rent and I just can't. Yeah. I can't focus. Mm. Like... Bitch, give me my money. <laughs> like, it doesn't All work right, like that. So, sell an arm and then yeah, give like, us the money. There's going to be times. Like... <laughs> and I'm like, you have to be uncomfortable at points. Yeah. And I get it. I love being comfortable. and But, like, there's points where you have to just be like, you got to go for it. Yeah. And push yourself and learn new things and learn something about yourself. And maybe you fail and, like, who knows? But, like, you won't know unless you try. You think people who are extremely successful or sitting in an office or at one time in their 20s were like in an office being like, I don't want to talk to that CEO because he's scary and he's part of the patriarchy. We just meet over text. Yeah. No. <laughs> like you, you want that job, you're going to have to go meet with the person and like prove you're better than 5,000 other applicants. Yeah. And I find... Oh. I don't know if we can get into all this little thing, but little, it's a big thing. I find like, I don't want to say millennials because I am a millennial. You're a millennial. I'm right? a millennial. You're a millennial. Maybe it's not millennials, I'm thinking. Maybe it's Generation Z or Z if you're American. Generation Z is after us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they're the generation after us. But I feel like that's the coddled generation now. And they're very like, everything is kind of handed to them. Like, they're very... You sound very old right now, Dana. I know. I sound like, <laughs> get off my lawn. I hate you, stupid-ass kids. Um, no, but I see it all the time. Entitlement. Like, the, the people who grew up with the internet. Like, I grew up with a lot of the internet, but I didn't really have good internet until... Yeah. I was probably, like, 15, 16. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, people, about that. so people yeah. who grew up like truly from their formative years all through, like they knew how to use a phone at four years old. Yeah, you know, like they knew what to press yeah. to get the phone to um, open. Yeah, they they want they truly want to walk in, not put in the hard work. Um, they get scared when we ask them to do something, and they they I they literally say I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with this because it's encouraged. It's a, well, I mean, of course, and you should always say when you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. to do something at work, but it's, I think it's an excuse now. It depends, and it depends what you, I never would have said that, no matter what it was, even if I wasn't, even if I was uncomfortable, you would just do it. I would just do it. Yeah. That was, that was always me, and whether that's right or wrong. Like, well, it de- Obviously, I mean, it depends on what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, if, uh, if I was asked to put myself in an extremely vol- like vulnerable position with my life or my, you know, yeah, body. Yeah, of course. You know, but how many times did radio interns have to, like, blow shit up on them or do something, like, crazy? Like, right? Like, that was a big thing in radio for years and years and years and years. stunts, yeah. That never would happen now. No. Um, or in anything, right? Like people are just like, why do I not have a $50,000 salary on my first job? Right? I know. Like, no, like you might actually have to work. And I'm I'm not a huge advocate for making people work for free, but also taught me a lot. But I mean, also we're talking radio industry. It's a much different beast than any other industry when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. You're expected to work for free in a lot of positions. Yeah. Like when you go on internships. And there's no such thing as paid internships in radio. Yeah. And then you're working hard for nothing. In my view, it's like if you don't want to do that, it's two sided because, like, I think they should all at least be paid minimum wage. That's not that's not a huge ask. No, of course of not. Of anything, but like it's media. Minimum wage. But like media, especially, definitely always has taken advantage of that. Yeah. Because people have wanted to. Well, that, and we had this conversation before, especially when it comes to radio. Like, there will always be somebody who wants to take your job and will do it for less because they don't care. They'll just, they'll take the money to do it for anything. And it's like, no, people have to stop doing that because corporations take advantage of that. Yeah. And eventually, you'll be in a position where somebody else will come behind you and want to do your job for less just like you did. Yeah. And it's like, you got to stop. You got to know your worth too Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's, it's tricky. And then like you start doing stuff for less because you don't want to lose your job to someone who will do it. Like, yeah. Or you take on more and you don't ask for any more money. It's, I mean, that happens in radio, but that happens like everywhere, but pretty much the government. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and especially in Ottawa, that's why a lot of younger people always want to just get a job in the government. Yeah, because it's guaranteed it's, payday. Yeah, it's it's cushy. Like some do go into it to actually do something with their lives, but a lot of it just it's good money. It's it's safe, and you know you don't like. There's not a lot of. Yeah, and why not? If you're pushing, good working behind a desk, you know, doing your eight to four, your nine to five, why yeah. not? I mean, do it. But do they're it unionized up. too, so you would never lose your job if you said no to something. The government? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I I think, well, I shouldn't say for a fact, but I'm pretty sure. Because, I mean, the government does do layoffs. At least parts of it. They do do layoffs. You can still lay off people with unions. That doesn't affect it. Oh, I thought it was more difficult. It's probably more difficult, but Hmm. they can probably do it. I I don't know if it's all government, but, you know, it is. Like, you never have to worry about someone sniffing at your job, whereas in private business, it's always like 
you have to keep pushing and getting better. And yeah, there's always someone right behind you. Even your friends, you know, like you could be competing for the same job one day. Mm-hmm. Like, so you still have to cheer for them, but you're like, no, I also have to be better than you. <laughs> yeah. So like, don't be it's too true. good. Like, But I feel like um, if we're talking about radio, because it's the only business I know about, <laughs> um, there's I, the generations that are following. I feel like they're not as passionate and they're not as driven and they're not like not like the schools aren't turning out the really good talent the way they used to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not, I don't know if there's just no motivation or people view radio as a failing industry or something like that. But I don't find that the same people coming out of school that have that drive and that ambition Mm -hmm. and that like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do this. And you know, well, radio is definitely less relevant to younger people. Mm-hmm. So you don't have those stories anymore of like, I used to stay up all night practicing my radio show on my tapes and yeah. doing stuff like that's really not a thing anymore. And it's, it still happens. And But like even you look at classes, I bet, you know, 20, 30 years ago, but like 100 people were graduating. Now it's like 10. Yeah. Right. Like you have 20 people enrolling. Yeah. Um. It's just so much smaller and you have such a smaller sample size and like a lot of people are weird. Like a lot of the people going in are kind of like weird. It's true. Right? Radio people are weird. We're weird. Uh, I had this argument with uh, <laughs> with some of the managers and I was saying like if I'm a bona fide, like I'm going and I'm entertaining, like I'm probably going to start a YouTube channel before I think about going into radio. That's true because – to be honest, if you get big, there's more money in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, but that's really hard. I'm like, yeah, but you could arguably put the same amount of effort in yeah. to trying to do that than to trying to make it into radio. Absolutely. Getting into radio is hard work. Yeah. That was the hardest years of my life, radio school. It was the hardest I've ever worked at anything. And school like, was easy. but What? I found it easy. Oh, my God. It was hard. Oh. <laughs> like, there was a lot. I don't know. Maybe we went to different schools. Yeah. So we can't. I don't know. I can't compare them but i found it was very work intensive like especially in the second year the last semester anyway um though like those were tougher than other classes i've taken Mm -hmm. when i went to college previous years for other things like i just found it difficult anyway but it was fun it was always like fun and challenging and i enjoyed it um where was i going with this we're talking about how (laughs) it's not as hard like it's just as hard yeah to get into radio as like yeah potentially making a youtube channel but it is hard it is very hard to start a channel and work from the ground up and nobody knows who you are and you gotta turn out videos once twice three times a week you know consistently and you gotta be entertaining and you gotta have video editing skills and you gotta have everything like filming equipment it's hot it's a lot you gotta invest money and it's a lot of work yep it's a lot of work i mean even like the podcast is a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if I'll ever make it big, but like, yeah, just to to do it and set up a time with people. And I mean, the uploading is easy, but then like, yeah, it's trying to f- market it. That's like the hard part. Yeah. So like making and there a video. there are so many podcasts out there. Why should somebody listen to your podcast over another one? Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you have well-known podcasts. Just whatever you do, do never, never start your podcast if you get sponsored with like a five minute long sponsored 
speech. You have to put it in somewhere. Please do not. Do, I hate that. If I open a podcast and they're like, oh, today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace helps you make a, <laughs> a website. And they go on for five minutes and I'm like, next, I don't care. And I'm never buying from Squarespace. What would be better? <laughs> putting it in the middle? I don't, just don't, why does it have to be so long? Just a quick mention. Like what? This is yeah, what I they know. do. I love it. It's great. Make it personal, you know? Not even Joe Rogan makes it personal. No, he reads okay? he reads the script. He reads the script. And I'm like, what is with this? Yeah, Why yeah, can't yeah. they make it more personal? Yeah, I don't know if they don't care or I don't know. It's just that they paid me and people are gonna listen anyway, so Yeah, when you're that you can paid. also just skip through, you know, every fifteen seconds on your phone. Yeah. Skip, 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 skip. But I get annoyed, so I change. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I haven't thought about sponsorship deals yet. That's uh, maybe down the road. Well, Squarespace, if, ever. if you're listening. Yeah, Squarespace, <laughs> hit me up. I have like 200 listens. Yeah. A episode. Well, I started my YouTube channel and I have five subscribers. So <gasps> I got. I haven't subscribed. I only retweeted you. Oh, how dare you? Um, I'm gonna subscribe. Um, tell me about that. Like, I know you do a lot of videos. Um, but yeah, like, but why? The videos... Why not? Why now? Did you? Finally, be like, I'm gonna do a YouTube channel. Well, I didn't say I would. I'm gonna do a YouTube channel. I just, I ordered that HelloFresh meal service thing, and I was like, it might be fun to vlog the experience, you know. And the videos I'm used to doing are like, sh- as short as possible, mm-hmm. like get to the point in a minute if you can, you know, so mm-hmm. that it fits on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm not used to making long videos. So I was like, the only place I can put this really is YouTube. So that's why I did it. Mm. That's, I don't. I wasn't like I'm gonna. It wasn't a magical moment. I was just like, might as well. So you're gonna, are you planning to do like video specific for that, or are you just gonna kind of like put your videos into there? I'm gonna like test it out and try. Like I ordered another one, another meal service, Good Food. So I'm gonna vlog that mm. as well, and then like compare the two. Um, so I'm gonna do that, and then I have a few videos I can put up that from from that are a bit older, mm-hmm. just to have up there. Um, and maybe I might try like a few reviews or like something beauty related, but I'm not really like, I have the mindset that like, who am I? Like, there's so much on YouTube now. Like, I can't, like mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. I'm never going to get famous on YouTube. You never know. Like, I'll just do it for myself for fun. Just I, put your butt. Just put my as butt. As the thumbnail or something. Just my butt. <laughs> um, but like YouTube is so saturated. You know, if I knew 15 years ago how big YouTube was going to get or 10 years ago, I would have started it then because mm-hmm. that's when it really, really took off. But you do like you and Tony, like you both have good ideas and good videos and they're funny. Like, I don't see maybe you'll never get a million, but like, I always think it's like always. I mean, if it's something you like doing and it doesn't feel like work that you should like, just do it. If it if do it, works, it, it works, and then... have fun with it and try to be good at it. But if it doesn't work, like, whatever, you're doing okay. it because it's fun. Yeah, you're not doing it because I'm going to get, you know, a thousand subscribers by the end of the yeah. week and then and then 10,000 and then I'm going to get sponsored and then YouTube's yeah. going to send me that plaque that I can put on the wall. Like, no. No, I think it's just like as long as it's it doesn't feel like you're doing work. Yeah. You like, could... it's just a hobby. It's just fun. Then, yeah. like, it's all good. Like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least, like, I mean, you guys are content creators anyway, so like you may as well just have a YouTube channel as well. <laughs> I'm a content creator. God, we're all content creators when you think about it. Yeah, we all are. As soon as we post a one picture somewhere, we have just created content. But like, especially you know, you as a radio announcer, like 
I think it's important that you guys have like a brand. Yeah. And that like you it's just I've had I've always had a hard time grasping that concept of a brand. Yeah. Because I just I'm a nobody. Like to it, myself. Yeah, but know? like so I get that, but like you need to start thinking of, of yourself as a business. I know. But it's weird to me. I just yeah. can't grasp that. I mean, if you don't want, I mean, to each their own. <laughs> but like, you know, if you're a- a- aspire to being super successful one day with like a syndicated show or whatever, yeah. like it's important that like you have a website, you have a YouTube yeah. channel, you have all you have all your socials, which, but and like you know you you have your public persona and you have appearances and you have like you know well, what I mean. The most successful people have all those things. Yeah, and like yeah. it, it starts somewhere. Like not like it doesn't just happen overnight. Like yeah. some people obviously, you know, come from a rich family or they have other things, but other people are self-made just with hard work. So yeah, like, Kylie Jenner <laughs> called out. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, it just depends what you want. Like, if you don't want any of those things, then it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But um, I think now, especially that like the way everything's becoming digital, that if you do want some sort of career in media in general, that like you have your own business mm-hmm. as yourself. Yeah. You know? Well, um, your fans can follow me at Dana Breezy on Instagram. Hey, plugs are at the end there, and Dana. <laughs> actually, I was like, I, what's my YouTube? Uh, I don't even know what my YouTube is. You can look it up. I felt old making a YouTube channel. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Um, <laughs> what made you want to get into radio? Oh, I have six subscribers. Sorry. Oh. It's Dana B. Radio. And how, and how many views on your first video? Oh, First video, I have 140. That's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if you'll get a huge spike from this, but <laughs> I hope so. Who knows? One day in like I'm three paying years. good money for this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, what made you want to get into? Honestly, it's stupid, you know, and I always feel bad because you'll be, oh, I used to listen to Casey Kasem and he really inspired me to like get into it. And I'm like, none of that. Like, I always listened to radio growing up because um, it's all I really had. Like in my room, I'd have the radio on. I'd play video games and it'd always be on in the background. And then one day I worked at a drive through and somebody said that I had a really amazing voice and that I should do commercials or I should be using my voice somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, like, thank you. Like, I'm not good at anything. So (laughs) that means a lot to me. So then I was like, well, what about radio? Like, it seems fun and I can use my voice and, you know, I'm a a shy person. Mm -hmm. So nobody can see me. It's just me in a room by myself. So that's why I tried it. (laughs) Do you have self-esteem? Do we need to pump you up? Do I have to give you more compliments in the morning? No, I'm just hard on myself. <laughs> but like, you know, I just, I've never been really very, very, very good at at something yeah. until radio. And I realized that I'm actually kind of decent at this. You're, I mean, I'm, I've said this so, to you before. You're more than kind of decent. Thank you. <laughs> you are a very talented jock. Like, and it's the first thing I've ever been really good at that people have actually taken notice that I've been mm-hmm. good at. So... I guess that's why I stuck with it because I was like, oh, I can actually do this. Yeah, because you left and then you came back. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it anymore. Crazy, yeah. It all works out in the end. <laughs> um, what do you think the future of radio is? Oh because God, we said idea. people think it's a dying industry. but I don't think it's dying, but I think it'll kill itself if it doesn't evolve with the times. Yeah, that's... You that's know, because I thing. think it can evolve. 
but it's not right now. It's not evolving. And or I saw fast enough. Yeah. You shared an article. Yeah. About that. And a lot of PDs and industry experts shared their views on where it's going. And there was one of them. I can't remember what the name of the person who answered the question, but they said, we got to do something about commercials because people tune out because of commercials and you know we've we've shortened music we've we've shortened things like the jocks jocks shorter keep it short keep Mm -hmm. it short keep it short why are commercials still a minute why are they still 30 seconds why can't they be shorter quicker to the point and i thought that was a really good point because it's true we have all the chunk of commercials in the middle of this hour Mm -hmm. and they're all 30 seconds minimum why has that not evolved like everything else i think we're all scared too well, why can't it be more personal? You know, jocks are kind of like influencers. I, I've actually made this argument you before, know? too. Yeah. Why can't jocks kind of do a, like, do a commercial? You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm so, saying? So, like, I, I can't remember <laughs> who I was talking to this about this, but I was like, so, um, oh, I was talking to um, my girlfriend's mom about this because we she was asking me, like, what I thought about radio and mm-hmm. the industry and stuff, and I was like, that was one thing we need to work on. Like you can't, we need to find ways to integrate marketing more. So my thing was like, okay, Dana, you're on the air and you're like, you know, me and uh, my best friend, we went to Lone Star last night and we got the fajitas. And, oh, that was just yes. so good. Like and, a sponsored post, but don't make it, yeah, but it's make like, it personal. It's hidden in a break almost, yeah. which yeah, is that's very what I was thinking. difficult to do mm-hmm. and it could get messy. So you really have to formulate a way to make this Especially work. to sound natural. And not sound natural and not have all of your content about be that yeah commercials about you doing something on a client yeah but you know a restaurant's really easy we went out for drinks last night at at uh, Dreamland on Preston and uh, they had this really weird cocktail and it had like an octopus head in it and I was like like do I get you know what I mean yeah and you, just, you talk about it What's that the way weirdest meal you've ever had yeah but like, you just drop the client in there yeah. And like it, it, it'd be difficult, and you really have to manage it. Yeah. But that's one way, you know. Five it's second commercials. Way to make money. Yeah. Well, why aren't we doing it on our social media? Yeah. I've always wondered that. Why are we not doing like sponsored posts? Yeah. Well. Easy. Yeah. But like, radio is very afraid. I think to do it both from an industry perspective and from a mm-hmm. client perspective. Yeah. That like they're just. You- Somebody's got to make the first move. Like some, and someone has to believe it. A client has to yeah. believe in it. Yeah, somebody's got to take the leap and just try it. Yeah, and then see if it works. Yeah, but nobody's willing to be the first exactly. one to do it. It's uh, so like that's one of the big things, right? And radio just moves real slow. One, you know, what bugs oh, me though. Evolving. It does bug me when people complain about the commercials. I get it. Commercials are annoying. You don't want to hear them. However, radio is the only free kind, other than. Not even your phone. Your phone's not. Your phone's not free. I know. Instagram is a free app, but you gotta have data and you gotta be paying for it in order to yeah. use it. Radio is the last absolutely free service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bought a radio. How old is it? You've paid that radio off and then some. Mm-hmm. All you do is tune a dial and you get music. You get a jock. You get commercials. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you get commercials because you're not paying for this. Yeah, it's totally that's it. Free. You either pay for it or you get commercials and people think don't i don't think people remember that when it comes to radio they just no. hear come they're like a oh, bullshit commercials yeah change the station yeah but like you forget that this is a free thing like it's completely free it's the last free media yeah 
So, but people are willing to pay for no commercials. Well, they are, which and is our fine. attention spans are so short. You just want to flip through songs. I right? hate that. Because I'm spans such are short. a believer in like long content. Yeah. Like people were like, your podcast is too long. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't care if you think my podcast is too long. I don't want you listening. You're, Ooh. you're, but you're not the audience I want. Okay. Yeah. I want people who want to stick around for a conversation about interesting things or mm-hmm. learning about something new or interesting people or engaging in the conversation somehow. I don't want people because the people who only want short, quick content aren't loyal. They don't no. care about you or they your brand. They don't get invested in you. No, 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 no. They yeah. just, it, there's no loyalty. There's no, it's just, they're there. What are you doing for me now? Mm-hmm. And then they're out. Yeah. And like, as soon as you do something else, they're gone. Yeah. They're not filling out ratings. They're not, like, they don't, they don't care. They don't care about you. If you're there or not, they don't care. Yeah, it's true. What I want, and there is an appetite for people who are, don't want that. There there definitely is, an, like, I th- would say the majority is like that. That but, they do want long content. But you have 7 billion people in this world. So even if you had 6 billion people who wanted short form content, you would still have a billion people yeah. who want long form content. Yeah. So I'll just talk to the people who want long form content. Mm-hmm. Like that's to me is more, it's more interesting. It's more thought provoking. It's more appealing. It's interesting. Like, like no offense, but like when you only have 30 seconds to talk, it's really hard to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Really hard. <laughs> and you guys do a damn good job of it for it. But, like, it'd be much better if you had four minutes. Or you could choose when you get out, when you don't have those limitations. Yeah. Where you're just like, maybe you have a great break and it goes five minutes. Maybe you don't have a great break and it goes 30 seconds. Yeah. But at least you have the option. There is an art to doing that. Like, there is a kind of formula, you know, like when you're trying to cut something down. I got to tell this story that is at least three minutes worth yeah. of information and I got to condense that into 45 seconds. And but then it's just like a meet. buzz headline. Yeah. Right. But this is why podcasting I think is so big now. Yeah. Podcasting is long, con- long form content, right? Well, it is. Some do, some don't. I don't know. I, I've never seen a podcast, a successful podcast. that was like less than an hour. I, you know, I kind of agree with like someone was like, it should be 20 or 30 minutes. I'm like, but like that's like one conversation topic, and then yeah. it's it's done. Yeah. Like we've been going for an hour and a half. Wow. Didn't feel like. It no, was. it goes by super fast. Yeah. But that's because we're actually like having a meaningful conversation yeah. that I think people can relate to, and whether they agree or disagree. But like you watch the news, and you get like a one minute hit of a commentator talking about an issue. They go, "What do you think about this? What do you? Th- why do you think about this? Yeah. Okay, thanks for coming on. Like it's just Cole's notes. It's moving. Like I have nothing for this. It yeah. just right over my head mm-hmm. but i'd rather like would s- listen for two or three hours whether that's at the same time or not i don't think matters anymore i think we also need to move around the fact that people are only going to sit down and engage in content with like one shot it's like that's the only time i'm going to listen to it because i will listen to podcasts or videos or something that like you break it up like i'll listen to 45 minutes here oh my run's done i'll listen to 45 minutes tomorrow and like oh. Okay. Like See, I'm different in that aspect. So everyone's different, yeah. right? But like, we focus on the majority because that's who they're trying to attract in commercial media. It's make money. It's but like, it's all about I'll, the money. I'll split up my content. Like, if it's especially if it's interesting and engaging, yeah. like I'll come back and listen, like to the rest of it if yeah. I if I want to. Like, mm-hmm. again, just because you know, five hundred thousand people want it one way doesn't mean 
you know, 300,000 people don't want another. Right. And why is there a problem with talking to 300,000? So you're not going to talk to the majority of people, but you can still, still an make a decent, yeah, and make a dis- decent living. And yeah, like you said, like all great podcasts are an hour or over, but, I think. I mean, you look at the top charts and it's like, they're all very long. Yeah. And that I think people do want that. Yeah. Not everybody, but I think there's a large amount of people who care about something and you know want to listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk for two hours about all the things in his brain or yeah. or you know really get to know the real you know Kanye West yeah you know what I mean like what's re- what's he really thinking what's his real thoughts because all I get is a a, a, a 30 second radio hit uh, a BuzzFeed article mm-hmm. that has to be super short because no one's going to read longer than like 500 words. A tweet. Listen, if Kanye had a podcast, it'd go on for days, days. I mean, like he would talk for more than 24 hours. I would listen. I would listen. <laughs> Maybe not all at once, but I would listen. You what, wouldn't be able to do. What's going on in your brain, sir? I want to know <laughs> because I'm like I'm interested in that type of stuff. Yeah. And like those people are going to be loyal to brands, I think, and loyal to podcasts and yeah we'll actually like market it for you mm-hmm. right like you don't have to do the marketing for it know. because people like are all about it mm-hmm. like i want to reach a point where people criticize my work you haven't made it until you get some complaints you know or like people just being like you don't know what you're talking about yeah you're like you're right i don't <laughs> i'm just talking <laughs> want to come on the show <laughs> i would totally say that to people too. Yeah. like man yeah, i don't know what i'm talking about come on I'm... i want to get to the point where i can do like a mean tweets oh, you know yeah. like that's where i want to get in my career where i can do a full video of me reading mean tweets yeah it'll never happen <laughs> yeah i want like youtube comments like questioning why i didn't do things so one of my favorite things is on like rogan's like comments or something yeah people will be like oh why didn't you press him on this issue harder like why didn't you do this or like you know like oh wow like uh you glossed over that or you're way too nice to them like you show a bias like dude it's his show yeah do whatever the fuck he wants he's like that's the thing like it's my content it's not yours i get to do whatever i want if i don't want to press dana on like what you think about abortion and like if you try not to answer it if i'm gonna press you yeah like no like also i'm the one in the room with them not you yeah so like yeah sure it's easy for you to say on a keyboard like this is what i should do but like okay you sit there and like have someone like visibly crying, but you're like, I'm going to get the issue. It's ridiculous. Most of the time, though, those people that are commenting are people who would never be uh, able to do yeah, that just, kind of thing. They're just commenting. I feel, yeah. The, well, the people who do criticize other people's work legit just can't do anything <laughs> because they, would, they wouldn't criticize the work once they, because if they did it, they would know how hard it is yeah. and how much work and how much this all goes into it. Like they're like, I don't need to criticize. Even if I don't agree, I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah. I know it's hard, man. Like keep, keep doing you, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's hard. You'll get there. We'll see. Post this on YouTube and I will. I do post it on you. YouTube, <laughs> but you I don't do video. should have pushed me on the abortion issue. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't like, oh, no. We talked about a lot of hard hitting stuff. Yeah, we did. Um, Dana, where can people follow you? Now's the time where you can plug. You try to get it in early. Um, um, on my YouTube, first 100 subscribers get a free. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, get a free compliment. Uh, yeah, get a free virtual high five. How awesome is that? Um, so on Instagram, at Dana Breezy. Also at Dana Breezy on Twitter. It's Dana with a Y. 
Um, and Dana B Radio on YouTube. And they can listen to you? On Jump 106.9, Monday to Friday, 10 to 2. 10 to 2. Dana B, thanks <laughs> for coming on, my friend. You're welcome. That was very fast. My first podcast experience. And it's an hour and 39 minutes. Well done. Bye. Bye. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.